This week on Magnificently Huge, we snatch defeat from the jaws of victory when we look at comic book movies that are good, that you probably haven't heard of, and instead make our worst show ever. Booyah! Welcome to the Magnificently Huge Podcast with your hosts, Eric Reed, Brian Kruger, and Chris Ryerson. Three idiots who decided to slap an adverb together with an adjective to bring you one magnificently huge discussion each week about the movies and pop culture we kind of like, maybe even secretly love, before we ultimately crab all over them. We're not here to save the world, we're just here to make it weirder, one podcast at a time. This is Magnificently Huge. So this week, I wanted to have an exploration of comic book movies that you may not have heard of because they come from before the Marvel Universe and the DC Universe. And there's a lot of really interesting treatments of graphic novels that were made into films that aren't really widely appreciated. But you know what? I was just lazy this week. I was. I'll I'll cop to that. I, I came in and I wasn't prepared and... Once the digital reels started turning, I just kind of fucked it all off. I, I, I tried, but I I don't know. I'm not going to take too much heat for it, frankly, just because, well, you try doing a podcast is all I can say. If, if you've got a hobby that you know doesn't pay any cash and you have to make sure to turn something in every week, there's going to be some that suck. And I thought about it, and you know, this is actually very meta, if you think of it, because this is a podcast about podcast shows that suck. And I guarantee you that the Cracked Podcast, How Did This Get Made, uh, Everything NPR, Anything BBC, they have shows that suck, but someone comes in and says, we're not going to play that. We're not going to run that. That's too awful. You'll not get such a cop-out for Magnificently Huge. We're going to turn in our content every week for your listening enjoyment for free. And even the crap is going to go out there. So this is sort of a statement on crap podcasts in the form of a crap podcast. How creative of me. I really did snatch victory from the jaws of defeat this time. Anyway, you don't have to listen to this one. We've got much better shows. We, we've got the... 90s action film retrospective that was very good the fire and fury and fear and loathing show on trump that was very good we've got so many shows that are actually really awesome this isn't one of them so i entreat you to go through our catalog at soundcloud.magnificentlyhuge.com and pick a different episode or do a search on itunes Um, And if you think it's not that bad or you want to call me names because it's even worse than what I'm saying, you can write us at magnificentlyhuge at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at maghuge. We're on Facebook at magnificentlyhuge. We're on, what's that other one? Instagram at magnificentlyhuge. And as always, we're glad you're listening. Stay tuned to the end. Uh, and you'll hear an outro with a very special message from me. And welcome back to Magnificently Huge Soft Sounds of the 70s. It's very sedate of you, Eric. We'll be hitting the yacht later. Thank you. This is my radio voice. <laughs> I'm being radio. <laughs> so, Chris, uh, Brian, what have you been up to since last week? 
Uh, Ludes, man. Nobody cares. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Well, that was a nice try. How is everybody? Good. Yeah. You know, whatever. I'm good. Now, now, now Eric wants, has me wanting to use my NPR voice. (laughs) Oh, I think we should all do the show like NPR this week. I think that would be lovely. Yeah, that would, uh, that, would viewer, be, that would be a nice change. Yeah, I think I was, could get behind uh, that. We are a raucous bunch, but we like to be calm at times. Welcome to Magnificently <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> oh, that's good. No. That's good. Oh, smooth. It should be smooth, not smooth. Smooth. Magnificently smooth. Magnificently smooth. <laughs> Jesus. Uh <laughs> who's, who's MC this week? Let's is, not. Is it Eric? Is Eric MC this week? Okay, yeah. Let's let's break with that. I'm tired of it. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, not much going on with me. Must say, um, it's raining here. That's nice. So the, the weather. That's what you want to talk about? Because it's uh, it's 41 degrees here in Austin, Texas. It was 77 yesterday. It'll be 80 tomorrow. But right now it's 41. I've got a. This isn't a fresh hit thing. This is more of a just a thing i went up to sedona yesterday and uh i met up with some guys that i used to work with at uh at the game studio one of whom is uh from india or at least is of indian descent and uh we're we're at this resort he's staying staying at a golf resort in sedona and we're walking up to the restaurant and we're walking along the sidewalk and you know i'm explaining to him like you know he's like well what's your beef with arizona and i'm like well you know, culturally, it's not a great fit. We got a lot of old white people who come here when it's time to vote, vote, and then leave. Um, <laughs> That's true. That's true. I and about, about this moment, we figure <laughs> out that the only way to get to the restaurant, we really should be on this path that's down by the golf course, and we're up on the sidewalk. And so we kind of, he's, he's pushing a baby stroller, and we kind of go down the little hill and get on the sidewalk. And this guy, who I think works at the, at the golf club, uh, just starts going off, and he's like whistling and hollering, like, "Hey, you can't walk on the golf course!" And he's just being a dick, right? And I'm the only person he will he will acknowledge because I'm white. I'm a white guy, and he's like, "Can he even understand me?" Oh my like, god! Yes, sir. Oh, we just want to go over to the restaurant, like right there. We're just gonna walk down. Oh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. You want to go to the restaurant? Oh, you're fine. And I'm just. I, we take a few steps and I turn to my buddy and I'm just like, welcome to Arizona. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I was on the receiving end of, of uh, sort of on the receiving end of some racism for the first time in a while. I'm starting to sense why you don't like Caddyshack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's my not fresh shit, but uh, my, what's going on this week? That's your, that's your racist shit for the week. This shit is racist. racist. It's racist. Yes, that's this week in racism. <laughs> this with week Brian in racism. Kruger. Yes. Uh, well, speaking of racism, uh, my fresh shit really just pertains to some record acquisitions this week. Oh wait, uh, are we doing the fresh shit? Oh, I thought you know we already what? were. I, here's what I say. Here's what I say. Just about everything we've said, let's cut out, and uh, I'll just say right now, it's time for the fresh shit. This shit is fresh. <laughs> We'll leave in your story, Brian, but like everything leading up to it, oh boy, I, I the energy is so shit today. <laughs> this podcast is amazing. 
It's magnificent. <laughs> it's huge. <And> smooth. Smooth. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of racism, I bought the uh, Skank and Pickle on LP this <laughs> week. I just wanted to throw that in there. So for everybody that doesn't know, Skank and Pickle, they are a ska group from the early mid-90s that uh, yeah. did ska stuff. And I think their biggest hit was the song Margaret Cho. Introducing Miss Margaret Cho. She's the Asian ballet girl who's got much to show. She kind of looks like Connie Chum, but in her own slutty way. It's Margaret Cho. It's Margaret Cho. Is that correct? <laughs> it's Margaret I can't remember Cho. now. But they also you, have... You tell us. Well, they also have a song called Racist Friend. Or is that They Might Be Giants? Yeah. That's They Might Be Giants, this I'm afraid. Is Well, uh, Skank and Pickle also has a song about racists, and it's good. And uh, I only bring it up because I bought the record because Eric introduced me to them uh, low these many years ago. And And all I remember about them is that my girlfriend (laughs) at the time made off with my Skank and Pickle t-shirt, and I've never got it back. Which sucks because it's a really good logo. It's a really angry-looking pickle. Yeah. With arms, it, it's sort of like pre-Pickle Rick pre from pickle Rick and Morty. Rick. I was about to say yeah. that. Yeah. I'm pickle Rick! Uh, it's like skanking Pickle Rick, basically, is what it is. <laughs> uh, and it works very well. So they were they were ahead of the, the curve uh, on that one. Yeah, they were good. They were good. So. That sort of 90s ska fight against reggae. Reggae had a comeback, which was which was evil, and then ska sort of came out and said, "No, no, no, we're we're better." They call it like third wave ska, I guess, is from what I gather. Right. It was that weird resurgence before we hit all of the the weird swing renaissance in before the, like the the ska punk, yeah, stuff, yeah. So it was, I mean, it was just straight up ska, and they're really right, really lo-fi with the horns and all that, and it's it's fun. I think they only did like three records, but one of the main guys is Korean, so you get a lot of songs about the the non-white experience in America. So it's fun, but oh, it's yeah. set to a, set to a Scott Scott beat. They had a great gag when I saw them live, where the uh, there was a song that's part in Korean. And uh, they they do the first verse, and he's like, "Okay, now all you're gonna sing along. We've got you know, I've got lyrics here." And he pulls out like these these white, you know, cards you know, cue cards so everyone can, so everybody follow along. And he starts singing the song again, which is in Korean, but all the uh, lyrics yeah, are in Korean one, on the, on that the one, cards. I think that one's I called that was a uh, good gag. I think that one's on the record I got. It's like Onyang Gashio or something, but basically, yeah, it's a ska song in Korean and it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and then they have songs like Ice Cube, Korea Wants a Word With You. <laughs> back, when, back when Ice Cube was uh, still gangsta. Oh, from the Black Korea um, yeah. track from, yeah. from Death Certificate? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So don't follow me up and down your market. All your little chops who he has to be a target of the nationwide boycott. Juice with the people, that's what the point is. He's resonance by saying you'll beat our chop suey asses, but chop suey's Chinese food that is eaten by the masses. The least you could have done is got my country's foods right. Pool googie, jajanim, chop chip, got to geese. So, it's a lot of good stuff, so... There you have it. Okay. Racist World. Wow. That's that's the name of the song. Racist World, not Racist Friend. Blech. 
That's okay. Is that like a store for races? <laughs> yeah, it's the racist world. Come on down to racist world. <laughs> we got everything on sale because we're racist. <laughs> we've got sheets. We've got crosses. We've got those funky little torches. We got everything you need. We've got we've got tan chino slacks and white polo shirts. Who else has some fresh shit? Because that's that's the freshest. (laughs) This is a lame week. I mean, I can already (laughs) tell. (laughs) They can't all be winners. No, I think we've proven that, Brian. We've proven that. Yeah. Uh. Oh, God. I I tried watching a film called uh, Titan on Netflix. Uh, Oh, is that the one with the giants? No, unfortunately, it's you're thinking of Attack on Titan. <laughs> okay, I don't know. A, yeah, it's an a, a, all these. It's the future, and and the 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 world is all crappy, and so they're trying to genetically engineer people so that they can live and breathe on Titan, on the moon of Titan. Um, and that's that's Jupiter, right? Yeah, uh, Saturn. Damn it. I was hoping you were saying it was really bad, so that so you could so you could give it a, a quick two word review. Titan ick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like that. That's good. That's uh, good. We'll have the t shirts out next week. That's what I'm here for. Bad puns. Yeah. Unfortunately, I got nothing better than that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Be a fast All right. One. It was a, a weed a weird week. Hit yeah. us, Brian. Save I, us. I'm gonna be. Pretty quick also, but I'll end it on a high note. Um, I went back to uh, playing this video game, uh, Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Have you heard about this? Is that the full name? Yes. That's a Mario plus plus Rabbids? Rabbids. Yeah, do you know who the Rabbids are? I do not. So they they were like precursors to the Minions. Uh, They were like these retarded bunny rabbits that showed up in the Rayman universe you can't say and retarded. they're just no no they're complete the rabbits can be called retarded they will not be offended they are they are really okay. dumb yeah, on purpose they've got I don't believe it's rabbits that have said they don't want uh, the word retarded refused that way but you oh, know okay. fine um you use whatever word you're you want. differently abled okay. <laughs> stupid ass rabbits um, and they they do hijinks like like their minions but they're like Aah! all the t- I mean literally that's like is their word <laughs> I'm not kidding <laughs> the thing about it is they're not made by Nintendo they're made by Ubisoft yet there is a crossover game made by Ubisoft that's taking place in the Mario universe where the rabbits have like crisscrossed universes with the Mario universe and fucked everything up and you're playing as rabbits who cosplay as the Mario character so you have like the word is disabled <laughs> idiot <laughs> idiot rabid Mario and idiot, idiot rabid Luigi 
it's it's a thing. Look it up. Spectrum. They're 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 rabbits on the spectrum. Oh no no they're 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 much worse than being on the spectrum. They're like. <laughs> they, 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 they rise to the coaxial uh, 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 brain disorders of the DSM-4. <laughs> so here, we've got racism and we've got whatever awful thing I've done. We're off to a anyway, running start. It's a, it's a strategy game. It's like XCOM, but with mentally challenged cartoon rabbits <laughs> and Mario. Can, can, I buy the, can I find this game at Racist World? Uh, um no no because they're white rabbits okay and so, <laughs> so it doesn't so fly at racist world uh, so if i'm looking for it i should go ask alice when she's 10 feet tall. that's a deep cut joke this there you go <laughs> <laughs> finally i actually have something media related other than the game that we made fun of um I saw Isle of Dogs this week. The new Wes Anderson. I want to see that. I think I'm seeing that tonight, actually. Really? Oh, great. Um, let me say this about it, and hopefully I don't set Eric's expectations in the wrong place. Uh, this is the best movie I've seen in a long time. Good. It was way better than my expectations. It's got everything in it that I want already. You know, it's like it, it can only succeed. It's got... It's Wes Anderson. It's Wes Anderson. It is Wes Anderson, and it's very much his aesthetic. Um, on a technical level, the stop motion is... I mean, the, it's still low frame rate, so it's not like Kubo and the Two Strings where you watch it and you're like, this could have just been CG. Why did they bother to go to all the effort? Mm-hmm. Um, no, this looks like stop motion, but the fur is moving, and it like blows in the wind, and there's stuff like that that's really, I think, hard and technical. Um, hmm. there's a nice bit where if you see anything on a, like a television monitor, um, that stuff is done in an, in a hand-drawn anime style. <laughs> so there's actually like a bit where there's like a news, uh, anchor and you can see the news anchor at the desk as a stop motion character. And then the monitor is over to the side of the screen of what he looks like on TV. And that's cartoon, um, stuff like that. That's really neat. But. The thing that I wasn't expecting going into this movie is that it is actually an important movie. I'm legitimately calling it that. Um, Mm -hmm. It is a movie about authoritarianism, about propaganda, about racism, about the the refugee crisis, um, about modern times, but it's done in pure fable form. Right, so it's it's like Dr. Seuss levels of metaphorical, you know, we've dumbed this down enough so that the people who really need to hear this might accidentally hear it and not just immediately have their blinders go up and they go, oh no, my ideas are being challenged. Um, Which is no small feat considering that it's an animated movie, so they've probably been yeah. in production for two or three years. So, Well, this stuff has been happening globally. Like, it's not just, you know, Trumpism, but, um, but it's definitely Trumpism. <laughs> it is, uh, it is damn good. I, it's one of the best movies I've seen in a while. High praise huh. indeed. Yeah, I almost went and saw it, but ended up not. So, sometime I will see it. Huh. I, I actually, you know what, that, forget what I said about the other, this is my fresh shit, because I, I went down a, a YouTube uh, rabbit hole this week, watching uh, nothing but engineering disasters. 
There's a whole okay. series of engineering disasters. It's it's it's, it's a nice. documentary, and it is it is so grim. I love it. It's it, here's what fucked up, and here's how it fucked up, and here's all the death. It, it, is, it, it's so much fun. Is it like Towering Inferno, the scene where Paul Newman confronts? Uh, what's his face? <laughs> you keep building them, and I'll keep putting them out. Yeah. And I'm gonna keep eating smoke and bringing out body until somebody asks us. How to build them. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, Richard no, where Richard Chamberlain got busted for not doing the wiring right, and then right. was all I, slimy. About I it. actually, it? I keep watching this, going, man, I want to, I want to basically take these videos and then remove the sound and then do the voiceover the way I do them. Like <laughs> they built this thing and they used lateral struts, and now people are going to get fucked up. And then, you know, this, this, this <laughs> whole thing just fell. And, and and it was in Kansas City, and they were having a party, and the walkway fell on top of the other oh, walkway. I remember that. Shit, I was watching the Dukes of Hazard that night in Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. I remember that, too. All the people got squashed. All you need in there now is some peanut butter. You would need to do it in the style of, like, NFL films. <laughs> Yeah. No, this is like Eric's Honey Badger video, right? <laughs> yeah, that's like, true. That's true. <laughs> no, so Chris, you were you and I were probably both watching the same. You were probably watching the the Dukes of Hazard in Dallas. Make no assumptions, sir. Make no assumptions. When uh, when the walkway went down in the Kansas City, I remember that. That was scary think, as a kid. Honestly, I think I was watching Benny Hill, and then the news <laughs> cut in. <laughs> Trying to so, see some booby. Yeah. So yeah, it was a weird juxtaposition. Uh, yeah, I remember like the deal with that was that they had built these these walkways that were catwalks like that were stacked one above each other and they were perfectly fine engineering for people walking on them what they weren't planning on was a party where everybody was dancing and all of the footfalls happened at the exact oh. same time. No, no, that wasn't it. I oh, know I what it is. Oh, that was the story. Oh. Okay. Tell, us, tell. tell us. I will now explain it as as succinctly as I can. Can you do it? Um, can okay, you do so it have- as you would in your video <laughs> yes please <laughs> okay so <laughs> okay so they made these walkways and there's like one right on top of the other right so it's totally gonna fuck somebody up when that thing falls in <laughs> and oh death can be were, fun they were they were supposed to be made so that the one on the bottom has struts that go all the way up to the ceiling right and the one above it had struts that go all the way up to the ceiling. <laughs> now so I can that- think of as the Bob Seger song. Thank you. And so each one of them had an independent load capacity. But what they did was the one on the top had struts that went all the way up to the ceiling and the one beneath it just went up to the one above it. So that means the one above it was holding double the load. It wasn't supposed to carry the capacity of both walkways, but it was. And so when it had all those people on it, then the shit went down, man. And it was awesome. No, I'm I'm like watching all of these these disasters and just going, oh fuck yeah, because I'm awful. <laughs> God, I wish I'd have gotten drunk. Mm. Me too. <laughs> I wish you'd have gotten drunk too. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but I don't care because I'm on too many lewds, man. Lewds. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that's that's probably so the, fresh shit, freshest, everybody. the freshest that's the shit we've ever freshened shit. Fresh goes better. 
Okay, so this week I had this great idea for a game show. And it was going to be a game show that goes through all this movie and music stuff. And I just, I got super lazy and decided instead I'd go with something that is really easy and what we typically, the kind of shit we typically do. So, uh, yay. We're each going to discuss a comic book movie that most people don't think of because all these kids with their Avengers, they, 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 they don't, they don't know from real good comic book movies. So, uh, yeah, comic book Hmm. movies. Yeah. So, man. yeah. <laughs> God damn it. What are we doing? <laughs> oh, I don't know, but you're broken. hosting. So, so yeah, save us. This, this is your show, <laughs> sir. Dread. Okay. Dread. Dread is one that I, I mentioned. Uh, was it two weeks ago now that we did the, the yeah. awful 90s yeah. show? Yeah. yeah. Judge Dread sucked, but Dread was, was awesome because I got everything about the comic right. Uh, he never takes his helmet off. He's an asshole. Uh, and I really love that they all stuck it in one of the mega city buildings. It's it's like all, the claustrophobia made yeah. it more like the book. Uh, so, yeah, that's 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 a favorite of mine. Um, it's so violent, too. It's like just ah, like bullets in slow motion because it was done in 3D initially. So you get mm-hmm. like this, the chest bursts. And like the jaws exploding and it's just so, I mean, it's exactly like the comic book. I agree. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think they had to make it with, you know, foreign money in order to actually get it right. Yeah. Well, the fact that they got Alex Garland to write it, I think was a a step in the right direction anyway. What's he known Uh, for? He's done the beach. He's done a bunch of stuff uh, with, uh, I think he co-wrote train spotting. Uh, so he's done a oh, bunch oh, of that those. Guy, really? Yeah. He's, he's got pedigree 28 days later. I think he did that one too. Shallow grave. He might've written that one. If I remember. Uh, so yeah, so none of those are super early on. None of those are superhero movies though, but yeah, yeah. well, train spotting is, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. I mean, uh, that is, that's, that's, that's sort of an early Avengers on heroin. That's true. It, it is a definite team up. And then the team yeah. is uh, dismantled, and then they get back together at the end. <laughs> so he yeah. chooses great responsibility. <laughs> he does, and he sticks it to the rest of them. And he chooses life, and he chooses a condo, and he chooses... Choose life. Choose a job. Choose a career. Choose a family. Choose a fucking big television. Choose washing machines, cars, compact displays, and electrical tin openers. Let's follow this now. Uh, so... If they're like the Avengers, I'm going to go on a limb. Begbie is the Hulk, right? <laughs> uh, right. So Spud would be Hawkeye. Let's be real. Like the most useless. Because he can't do anything, yeah, right? Yeah, he's the most yeah. useless fucker. Uh, so Renton, yeah. I would say Renton is uh, probably Captain America and Sick Boy is Iron Man. What do you think? Hmm. Renton is Captain America. Well, because he can't be Iron Man. Because he's right. he's, the, he's the one with the moral compass out of all of them. Okay, yeah, you know what fine. I mean. I guess. I guess. We I mean, it's a that. loose analogy. <laughs> it's really. I would it. say Mother Superior is Thor. Okay. And, uh, 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 what's her name? The the the. Uh, McDonald, that 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 girl, Kelly um, McDonald. Kelly McDonald. Yeah. Well, 
There's okay. only one woman in the Avengers, so yeah, she has to be Black Widow. <laughs> okay, by default. We've just explained Hollywood in one sentence. It's either that or the waitress that Captain America saves, you know, like 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 in the Avengers that nobody <laughs> okay. remembers. That I think is one of the Gummer sisters. There's the Colby Smulders character, or, you know, anyway. <laughs> this is a whole new uh, show, and strangely, it's yeah. more interesting to me. Uh. <laughs> Dear God, what are we doing? My superhero flick, I picked uh, Swamp Thing by Wes Craven. Oh, okay. No, I'm kidding. But was that I did. Wes Craven? Yeah, it was Wes Craven. And I only mention it because it has Adrian Barbeau. Adrian Barbeau. Eric oh, Barbeau. yeah. I knew Eric would like that. Oh, <laughs> and her booby titty memories. Uh, well, when Eric, when Eric brought it up, I'm, I thought, ah, oh, surely I could come up with something. It's difficult. And then you look yeah. back, and it's, I mean, really. Up until the Marvel stuff, they're kind of spotty, and they're very hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Like, when they said they were going to make a Captain America movie, I was like, oh, yeah, good luck with that. Because all I could think of was that that shitty one they made in the 90s. I think it might have been a... Was that a Golan Globus? I'm not sure, but it was awful. Now, an evil genius is on the verge of global domination. Captain America, you got to help us. And only Captain America can stop him. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. canon. Yeah. And I remember thinking, that's about as good as you could get Captain America. A guy with a shield on a motorcycle. You know. Well, it it was a step up from the TV show for Captain America, but not much. Which was also a guy with a shield on the motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, kind of. and it was like a it, it looked like a plastic shield. That's the best. Oh part. yeah, <laughs> wasn't it just like so, the yeah. windscreen of the motorcycle with the the Captain America stuff painted on it? Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. And yeah. then he would throw it like a frisbee, uh, <laughs> and it would make that whoosh noise. It wasn't like the the Chris Evans movies where it actually comes across as something lethal I mean, this thing was like oh it's yeah. a plastic frisbee i mean it was like ed wood basically made captain america that's basically Len it Berman, heather menzies steve forrest and red brown is the star-spangled superhero captain america by the way mad props to whoever the fight coordinators are who keep coming up with great shield foo for the for those movies <laughs> yeah like exactly yeah, winter right? soldier has a ton of shield food and then and then they found more to do in in civil war so i don't anyway yeah yeah. I mean, if we're going with, with Marvel movies we love, yeah, Winter Soldier is right up there on top for me. Yeah, Still, it is. I haven't, not much has topped that. And I've liked a, you know, a lot of those Marvel movies, but before well, that, we have a whole they, other they shows about Marvel. Raised, they really, no, they came along and they sort of reset the bar. They but did reset everything the clock. between uh, Superman the movie and Iron Man, there's just like a whole lot of shit, but some winners too. Um, and, and, and yeah. a lot of things I don't think people even know uh, were comic books. Like, you know, just about everything um, Alan Moore ever wrote got made into a movie. Um, mm-hmm. V for Vendetta, yeah. Red, uh, and the brilliant uh, Watchmen. I know, I know Watchmen isn't as good as the comic, but as an adaptation, I love that movie. You know what? I'm with you on this. People, people give that movie crap and i don't see why i actually think it was a very solid adaptation i think the only problem with it might be that um i'm not sure Zack snyder understands that characters like um uh rorschach 
are are not supposed to be the ones you align yourself with like they're supposed mm-hmm. to be fascist and violent and and it's a criticism and not like a thing to celebrate but other than that well that too is, um, is it's, it's great a, it's a fine line in the comics world translated to movies because you look at things like judge dread again and it, the whole point of that comic was that they wanted to just do this super fascist law giver and over the course of time he became a compelling figure and actually you sort of align with him even though he's a total fascist lawgiver and that's sort of mm-hmm. the same sort of thin line you tread with a character like Rorschach uh, I do want to say though that Ben Affleck's Batman costume in the Justice League movie is the Night Owl costume from the Watchmen movie <laughs> look at those two <laughs> that's true that's true oh I can totally see it now Oh, I, damn it. I, and, and V for Vendetta is another one that it's like, yeah, they almost kind of got it right, except, well, one, I wish it wasn't black and white, but two, they never even used the word fascism. The whole movie is basically, I hate George W. Bush. It, 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 is, <laughs> it is squarely aimed at George W. That's Bush. That's why I liked it. And oh, Alan yeah. Moore's reaction to it was, make your own goddamn comic book. I wasn't writing about George W. Bush. I was writing about <laughs> Thatcher. You want to you see some problems? Get yourself some Thatcher. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> From the year 2018, when yeah. we long for the days of Thatcher or George W. Bush. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. But, but, in, but in looking at this topic as well, uh, speaking of wasteland, still terrible. <laughs> but I was looking at it, and like everybody's sort of used to the Marvel stuff now. But when you start trying to think about, you know, when comic book movies were being made, they were usually events because they rarely got made, and they rarely got made well. Mm. Uh, right. I think I think it's safe to say that 2000, when the Brian Singer's X Men movie came out, that sort of set the bar a little bit because suddenly you had one that wasn't mm. just totally just ridiculous uh, because we'd gone through right. all of those later Batman flicks that sort of just sucked all of the, the fun out of everything. And, and it and also then, was a new lesson to everybody who wasn't into comic books. We're going to take this thing that you may have heard of, but you know nothing about, and we're going to get you to care about it. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. like Iron Man. It's tough for people to remember. Nobody knew what Iron Man was. They, they vaguely knew that was a comic book. You know, and, and then yeah, this movie comes out. Yeah. And well, it's, but, it's, but where they got that right was in casting Downey because unlike any of the other actors in that Marvel universe, uh, Iron Man is literally Robert Downey. I mean, that's the, mm-hmm. the feeling that I get. Like everybody else is playing their role, oh, yeah. but I mean, it's literally just Downey on screen. Uh, well, mm-hmm. and he's a recovering addict and, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, an egomaniac and, and really charismatic. And yeah, I think Downey yeah. was ideal casting for that role it does always make me have to mention that tom cruise was going to make iron man years ago (laughs) and and i think that is so funny and and it didn't work and oh yeah one of the reasons it didn't work is he wanted to make sure the iron man costume had an open face so people could see him and it was like dude you don't know iron man shut up fucking maverick eat a dick (laughs) (laughs) he was also going to be edward scissorhands he was going to be no, Edward Scissorhands, no, but he insisted no. that they figure out by the end a way for him to have normal hands. No. Yeah. No. You're wrong. I don't buy it. <laughs> that all totally right, sounds like something Eric would make up. <laughs> go look it up. That's all I can say. Well, uh, speaking of weird casting, too, it always, it's, it's a 
funny to me as well that for years and years, Wesley Snipes, who would go on to play Blade and do it well in like in two movies, because let's be real, Blade Trinity is just it's it's astonishingly bad on so many levels. <laughs> uh, and hearing Patton Oswalt talk about that, uh, where <laughs> Wesley Snipe would just smoke and reefer all day in his trailer and just the whole thing was a train wreck. Uh, those are some fun <laughs> behind the scenes things to read, but to hear that Wesley Snipes at one point had been lobbying to do black Panther, uh, years and years ago. Ooh. Oh yeah, uh, that's right. I'm like, what kind of movie would that have been like? Cause I don't think you'd have gotten something like Chadwick Boseman's done with it, which is sort of a very understated sort of re- regal nature. Yeah. I think Wesley Snipes would have gone just full on blade <laughs> with black Panther yeah. and it would have been a totally different movie. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I have a problem with anyone. And, and despite the fact that I think that, uh, the guy playing Captain America, Chris, what's his face? I can't remember Evans. their name. They're all named Chris for Christ's sake. Yeah. We're all named um, Chris. Yeah. Uh, Hemsworth or something. Evans. Thank you. Um, not you shouldn't play more than one superhero you shouldn't get to go from one to another it's like if you fail at your superhero that's that should be it if you're no good at as green lantern you shouldn't allow, <laughs> be allowed to be deadpool i'm sorry i've seen you as a comic book character and that should be it so the Eric, thing though is that both chris evans and ryan reynolds are really great as deadpool and captain america and they weren't so great at the other two characters so i i'm gonna be all right with it yeah mm. And what I'm also hearing is that Eric does not like Tales of Redemption, so no. he's kind of stuck in that. <laughs> that's that's because I'm really into the DC universe, not the Marvel universe. So where, you're in the ones that are right wing and everything is black and white. <laughs> that's me. And they're super boring as movies, let's be real. Which and is, they're overpowered, uh, yeah. Which is, yeah, which is why I was trying to figure out, like, well, you had the 90s and mostly Batman was the deal. Mm-hmm. And then you had peppered in with Blade. And then they did what? Steel with Shaquille O'Neal, which no thank you. Shouldn't count. Uh, I mean, and, it was just yeah, an yeah. abortion. No, that doesn't count. And and then just all just all the extraneous ones. And then you go back to the 80s and you had, again, Batman, Superman. That was pretty much it. I mean, uh, I, I, I struggle to think of anything in the 80s beyond those that uh, that happened as far as superhero movies. And it's there was, it was Condor Man. Oh God! Um, oh God! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh Bob Conti! God damn it! Or Bill Conti? Is that his name? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that was when. Yeah, that's a that's a Disney epic. Was that the seventies or the? I don't know. No, that was like that was like eighty one. Mm. and they were like but that's the thing they were that was a superhero movie but like not a comic book you know right yeah but if we're gonna go with just straight superhero movie no comic book i i would nominate rocket man because that was the shit i loved that movie rocketeer oh god i'm an asshole rocketeer (laughs) rocketeer rocket man the the rocket god the rocket rocket man rocketeer little rocket man with his little rockets yeah (laughs) you know it's eric it's gonna be a long long time (laughs) <laughs> oh, you think it is. <laughs> and I think it's gonna be a long, long time. Touchdown brings me round again to find. I'm not the man they think I am at home. Oh, no, no, no. I'm a rocket man. Rocket man.
but yeah, Rocketeer's good, and that was a good precursor for when Jim Johnston or Joe Johnston did uh, the first Captain America. It's yeah. the same flavor. It was like a, a test run. But I like Rocketeer because so it's just a lot of whiz pow, gosh golly. It's very earnest, and I like that. Yeah, Rocketeer is is you know straight face serial you know 30s serial style it's a good yeah it's a good 30 serial romp. with a budget that's yeah. what i loved about it well and i like the uh the end too because they blow up that hindenburg blimp and he's like running across the top and it's exploding behind him with the nazi flags i mean it's like holy shit <laughs> i mean that's that's iconic that's the best ending and then the whole thing crashes into the uh, land at the end of hollywood land <laughs> yeah exactly to explain why now it's just hollywood i like wah, that wah, wah. <laughs> Uh, so my, I guess I misunderstood the, you know, the theme for the show because I thought that we were each going to be coming with one movie like we did a couple weeks ago. I, I did too, but this 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 whole show's a you know uh, fucking crazy now. So yeah, do what you want. Okay, <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for my one movie here. Do it because I am going to be an apologist for Batman Forever. Shut your face. That was my movie that I was coming for, with. For the rest of your life, you're going to apologize for Batman. <laughs> yeah, that, you're yeah just I'm sorry, to keep everybody. apologizing <laughs> all the time for the rest of your days. Was Batman okay, Forever the so one with the nipples on the bat You're not going to apologize for him after your death. It, you was, it was you, the you, first Joel <laughs> Schumacher. It was where the, the nipples first showed up. Okay. And oh. yes. Oh, okay. I get it. It was, it was Jim Carrey as the Riddler <laughs> and Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face. And they were both bad i i they're not good i mean okay the two-face is just not two-face at all right no. the two-face mm-hmm. that tommy lee jones plays is just him the, the like feeding off of, of jim how, carrey the explanation of how two-face became two-face was so poorly done they had to do it with uh, uh outtakes as part of a newscast because exactly. nobody right. would believe that Batman was sitting in the courtroom and jumped through the air to, you know, save Harvey. Yeah. Or, or, or that there was, you know, like enough cameras in that tiny courtroom to intercut Batman jumping <laughs> through the air to save Harvey. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're going to, you're going to do what you can to save this, but honestly, I don't remember any of it. I saw it in the theater and that was it. And I, I just, now, it's just, it's just a void in my memory. I grant you, I grant you that um, <laughs> I was predisposed to liking this movie because I was a big fan of the two Tim Burton films, especially Batman Returns, um, which at the time people were kind of negative on. But I went into this and I had a lot of fun with it. I felt like it reminded me of, you know, it reminded me of 70s Batman. Um, I mean, yes, it was pulling some from the 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 Adam West show, and that's more obvious in hindsight. But it 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 was just taking Batman and having fun with it. Um, when did you see I, it last? When did I see it last? A few years ago. And yes, I can see now how everything that is wrong with Batman and Robin is present in Batman Forever. But for whatever reason, Batman Forever worked in a way that Batman and Robin does not. Is that the one um, with the, the song by Seal? Yes. And you too. And you too. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Oh, Damn it.
I'll say is I liked it in the theater too, but I tried watching it like just a few months ago. And one, all of the bad guys, Tommy guns, have Tommy guns. Yeah, that's that's already a problem. But yeah. they have like neon lights on Swirlies them for on some them. reason. Yeah, everything and has also, lights on it. In the opening caper, when they're trying to steal the bank vault or whatever, right? There's, Batman is trying to save a security guard who keeps it's calling out everything acid. that's happening. Yeah, <laughs> watch out for that 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 a hot plate, you know, or just whatever he's yelling. It's asinine. I, I don't know. I think that kind of set the tone for just how goofy this movie was going to be, though. And it, I was on board. I was. Um, I like. I really liked Val Kilmer as Bruce Wayne and Batman. I thought he did great. I think this is Nicole Kidman at peak hotness. Um, I'm even. I'm down with Chris O'Donnell's version of Robin in this movie and the Robin origin story as told in this movie. I thought it was fine. Even Jim Carrey is the Joker. Now, Jim Carrey is being Jim Carrey, and he's way over the top and way flamboyant, and he does eventually take it too far. He actually says the word joygasm at one point. Um, but if Was you this- go back and look at Frank Gorshin... Jim Carrey was channeling Frank Gorshin for most of this. He really Frank Gorshin was that obnoxious in the 66 Batman. So- <laughs> when when did Batman Forever come out? Did it come out after The Mask? It had to have, right? Uh, yes. It was like 95. Yes. Okay. I think. So he so the he so he had already done The Mask, which is another comic book movie. Uh but there's really not much discernible between the two performances if you're if I remember correctly, cuz I've not seen either of these in a long long time. But it yeah, seems like they're both manic Jim Carrey doing that manic Jim Carrey thing. He is. He's very much doing the manic Jim Carrey thing. And it was fine. It was appropriate to 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 the Riddler as we knew him. I I still think there's a better Riddler out there. I mean I mean a much more psychotic Riddler or I still think Neil Patrick Harris would be a good Riddler. You should watch Gotham. There's a good Riddler on there. I'm I'm I've heard there is. Yes. Um, so, but at the time for the movie they were making, I thought that was fun. I thought that they they had some interesting ideas in trying to bring duality and Two Face into it. They ruined Two Face, unfortunately, because Tommy Lee Jones was just completely wrong. Um, <laughs> I think he thought he was still but, doing Under Siege. Hmm. I think he was just <laughs> trying to compete for attention with Jim Carrey because he had to share the screen with Jim Carrey too much. Oh, that irascible um, mug. Or maybe they were all just doing immense amounts of cocaine. I'm not could sure, be. but... Well, it could be that Joel Schumacher just doesn't understand how to make a movie. That stem- Hey, there's a thought. Hey! That's, hey. I think you might be onto something there. Because, like, yeah, the only thing I really have against this whole movie is the Joel Schumacherism. Yeah, it's, it's pretty over the top. <laughs> but it holds a place in your heart, nonetheless. Yeah, he, it does. I... I <laughs> That was the one I wanted to to bring. I, like, I know okay. I know Joel Schumacher made one of those um those uh, was it the the client I think it was the movie in the oh 90s when they were when they were making every Grisham in, novel into yeah. a movie okay yeah and the mm. kid who witnesses the murder and I remember coming out of that going I hope that kid's parents were on set because <laughs> I have a feeling the way he shot him he got his <laughs> finger in that kid's asshole. <laughs> Well, he did put nipples on the bat suit. I mean, yeah. there's your precedent Ooh. right there. Oh, ouch. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, you watch it and you tell me you're not scared for that kid. That uh, actor. Okay. Okay. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. But mostly because it has Susan Sarandon. <laughs> so, Chris, uh, what movie did you, were you going to bring to this uh, party? I, I thought and thought and thought, and I finally decided on The Incredibles. Because I love that movie so much. And it yeah. is a superhero movie. Yeah. And it's not a comic book movie, but, but it is one of the best superhero movie. movies ever made. Well, you didn't specify comic book, Eric. You just said superhero. And that's what Brian and I heard. Well, I, I also said, said this show's a train wreck, so we can pretty much do whatever we want. I'm good with it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, eventually it was a comic book. It was a movie, and then it was a comic book. How's that? Judge's that's ruling. Great. Judge's ruling. Okay. <laughs> so... I haven't seen the first Incredible since I saw it in the theater many moons ago. Really? But it was so damn good. Elastigirl I, was great. I watch that movie. Uh, it's on TV all the time, and so I will just plop down and watch it if I happen across it. And then I've got the Blu-ray and blah, blah, blah. But what got me is just the sheer magic of its design, first and foremost. Yeah. Because Brad Bird just went to town and did it like all of my favorite 60s era mm-hmm. action movies like Bond and, uh, you know, in like Flint and all of that stuff. This, the design is just impeccable. And it and I want to live in the Incredibles house. I love that house. I wish I could <laughs> find a house that looked like that and live in it because it's amazing. Uh, it's like this Eames era, fantastic ranch home. But just the whole thing about the Incredibles is that it. It stems with everybody says, no, you can't be super anymore because everybody's getting fucked up. And then they mm-hmm. basically outlaw him. And then so Syndrome, who's the big bad in this one, ends up – and it's got really dark themes because you find out that he's killed like 15 or so superheroes prepping his big giant robot to take on Mr. Incredible. So already it's like, what? And then you have Edna Mode's speech about capes. And then you see like another string of deaths – from superhero accidents. It's like, holy, it's mm. like something that you'd never think about when you watch superhero movies, but it's like that there's, there's a lot of mortal jeopardy happening that nobody really addresses, but yet it's right here in this movie. And then you kind of move on cause it's fun and zippy and, and actiony. You know, you know what's here's, here's a thought though about the Incredibles. Uh, 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 what the Incredibles is about is about these people who are special uh, and this guy comes along and finds a way that he can make everybody special by being smart, right? Mm-hmm. And coming up with things for which he must be dispatched because we need to make sure that we're the only special ones yeah. and nobody else can have what we well, have. The other fun thing. It's, it's, it's like they make that, they make him the villain for wanting to aspire and for that they get rid of him. Yeah. It's fun. And if you look online and read analysis about the movie, there's a a whole pocket that basically comes at it from like an Ayn Randian objectivism perspective. Exactly. That is amazing. Which is Brad, which is very Brad Bird, right? Well, he's basically said that's just, you know, if people read that into it, whatever. uh, But that's not what I had intended. Uh, it's just, it's just there. (laughs) It just worked out that way. Yeah. He's like, but it's, (laughs) but to him, it's just funny that people read that into it. I mean, it's like a, it's a cartoon about a superhero family. It's like, oh, this is very Fountainhead. What would Anne Rand have to say? Fuck everybody. Everybody sucks. Eat a dick. That's Anne Rand, so, by the way. 
<laughs> I <it's my> <laughs> I'm having a really hard time talking about The Incredibles because a Incredibles few months ago, two. I saw Incredibles 2 as a bunch of storyboards and yeah. a few finished scenes at a, at a preview screening, and it's coming out in a few months. Yeah. I and can't so wait. I can't, I can't, I can't speak to, to how the final version of Incredibles 2 will be. I, I can say that it has moments of greatness, for sure. I would hope. Um, I, yeah, the, there is a great Elastigirl sequence. There is a great Underminer sequence. And I can't believe that a, they brought back the Underminer. That's the amazing. Underminers. They start the movie at the end of the previous movie. It, they go uh, straight into the Underminer from the end of the previous sweet. movie. Sweet. And mm. there is a fantastic sequence with a raccoon. Um, that will steal the movie. The raccoon, uh, putting it down now, the raccoon is the best part of the movie. <laughs> okay. Um, Without a spoiler, Brian is spoiling it. I, no, I'm not. I'm really not. I okay. just I just wish Craig T. Nelson wasn't such a right-wing fuck nut. Yeah. You know? It's tough. That, it's tough. That does actually kind of ruin it for me because when I, when I hear him, even as, you know, as an incredible, I also hear him in that, that, tv interview where he said i i I, nobody helped me i got myself up by my bootstraps i i never took a government handout i was uh on food stamps i never took a government handout Mm. i was on food stamps it's one of the weirdest (laughs) things i also i'm a white man and i don't understand that i was born on third and thought i'd hit a triple right (laughs) so yeah well anyway (laughs) <laughs> it's just that darn this objectivism podcast. again. It's that darn yeah. Randyism. But for me, the the what sells it as just a a fun time overall. Uh, the action sequences are super seamless, and they're storyboarded to within an inch of their lives, and they're amazing. Yeah. But the when Elastigirl is on the jet with the two kids flying to the island, and then the missiles come in. There's that whole sequence where they're you know doing the whole dodging missiles before the plane falling explodes when when i got the dvd after it first came out i think i watched that scene on repeat uh for like 30 minutes straight one day (laughs) i could not get enough of it i don't know why but it's just the most amazing sequence ever and uh i love it so much it's just it's a special place uh i won't apologize for the randism though uh i just think that's inappropriate for a kid's movie but whatever (laughs) So, Eric, did you have a, a movie that you wanted to to emphasize? That you haven't already? Who, who me? You. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah, I kind of just tore through them all. The MC? I, I mean, okay. the my my main one, you know, is... Uh, gah. I don't know. I guess I didn't really have, have one in particular. But, um, <laughs> so when, yeah, I would say Watchmen. Watchmen is really... Uh, uh, it's not perfect. The comic no. is perfect, but yeah, it's it, it. I liked it because in the middle of all this superhero ness, it took it, it took some characters you've never heard of and was then allowed to do whatever they wanted with them, including make one of the good guys a supervillain. Yeah, the gay David Bowie one a supervillain. <laughs> Oz- was it Ozymandias? Is that his name? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. It looks great. It's. And you can tell that was his audition piece for, you know, doing DC. And yeah. I actually had higher hopes for Man of Steel and uh, Batman 5 Superman after that. 
Yeah. Colon just, Dawn of Justice. Don't, wish don't you leave out, yeah. the, that's don't only leave out the, the title. Don't leave out the colon. Colon Dawn of Justice. And I do need to still watch the uh, um, Justice League or Super Friends or whatever the next film was because I never watched it. It's the Just Ice League. You will forget it within seconds of having watched it. It's, <laughs> I kind of feel so, like I've, I've well earned it at this point. I've watched four DC movies and I'm like, uh, okay, okay, I've watched all the other or shit, let's... All right, let's finish it up. Go watch Wonder it. Woman, I, I actually want to hear your reaction to it. Yeah. Wonder Woman is not a good film. Uh, and I am not a sexist Ooh, for saying sexism. that. Oh, sexism. We got racism. We've got insensitivity <laughs> to the handicapped. <laughs> and sexism. Typical. Man. Just, this, this show's you know, got I, white male privilege written all over it. <laughs> I know. It's retarded. Anyway... <laughs> oh. oh man <laughs> all right well that was that was our show if you want to get in touch with us and give us some show ideas because as you can see we're scraping the barrel well no uh, this is this is my su- this is my suggestion is that uh we should come up with show ideas uh at least more than two days prior <laughs> yeah that's a good <laughs> so that one. we have more time to prepare because that's obviously uh <laughs> Jink or, in the armor. You know what? But or like I say, these these people who listen to us, you need to get off their lazy butts and send us some ideas. Yeah. Tell us what you How want can to they hear. do that? Yeah, tell us. Well, Eric. they can email us at magnificentlyhuge at gmail.com. They can find us on Twitter at maghuge.com. We're on the the evil stealing all your data. Ha ha ha. I told you so Facebook at magnificentlyhuge.com. Because Twitter would never um, do that. Or you can leave the comments for us on iTunes. The iTunes. Where, Don't forget we're on the, the... better podcasts are found. We're also on SoundCloud and Stitcher and Google Play. And and wherever you like to listen to podcasts, yeah, that's what podcasts like to everywhere. say. Find us. Find Rate us for your weekly dose of insensitive male garbage. <laughs> and if you've made it this far, you might as well. You didn't listen to that show all the way to the end, so instead of doing the normal outro, I'm going to fart the national anthem. came out.